Earthquakes in Utah, coronavirus death toll rises, and it forces us to shelter in place. And plus, on top of that, Trump's approval rating skyrockets. I'm Ethan Foster here with the Sons of Liberty podcast. All right, y'all, a lot of stuff to get to here today, but first, make sure you go check out my other podcast, Common Sense Christianity. And I know on our first episode here on the Sons of Liberty podcast, I said uh, some friends of mine will be joining us. No idea when they're going to come on. Hopefully, we can start regularly doing the show. We're still trying to get everything set up. So thank you guys for being patient with us. Mm. Let's continue growing the podcast, make this a very successful podcast. And we start today with um, talking about Italy. Italy's coronavirus death toll spikes yet again up to 793 in 24 hours. And, of course, an ad is playing right when I look on this. Let me make sure it didn't pause the recording. Okay, so it didn't. So this article comes from Fox News, by the way. Italy, a country at the heart of the coronavirus outbreak in Europe, watched its number of cases and deaths um, due to the novel coronavirus astronomically leap once again, up to 793 deaths with 6,500 newly confirmed cases uh, recorded in just 24 hours. Saturday's jump marks the worst day for fatalities since the crisis began just four months ago. The country now counts 53,578 diagnosed infections, up 13.9% with four... 4,825 deaths, the highest in the world. And guys, this is truly unfortunate and it shows why us here in America need to do everything we can to stop interacting with people, at least physically. You can call people, do whatever you want with that. Of course, that has nothing to do with it. But we need to stay in our homes, guys, especially for people in my generation. We need to start taking this very seriously. Because just because it doesn't affect us as much as it does for people that are over 65, per se, uh, it can still affect us greatly. We can still harm others by our lack of care in the situation. So if you're a young, if you're a millennial, Generation Z, whatever, just make sure you take this very seriously because it is a very serious situation. So continuing on, it says more than 60% of the most recent deaths occurred in the northern region of Lombardy. Hospitals in the area have been reeling under staggering caseload that has left intensive care beds scarce and respirators in extremely limited supply. According to the Financial Times, 2,857 people were in intensive care in Lombardy on uh, Saturday, up from 2,655 on Friday. That is, that's freaky. Uh, And it could easily happen here too in America. Uh, I believe uh, there's either, I believe there's about 100,000 to 300,000 respirators in America. Probably wrong. I heard that from somewhere. But the whole point I'm trying to make is there's not a lot. And we're going to need a lot. Because 20% of the coronavirus cases are going to be severe enough to to the point where you have to be hospitalized. So, um, and it happens with young people. Uh, I believe 54% of the cases in uh, New York right now is people between the age of 18 and uh, and 49, I believe. Hopefully I have my statistics right. It's somewhere around there. Uh, but the point is, it's hurting young people too. While you're less likely to die from it, you can still develop severe sy- symptoms. This is a very 
dangerous virus. So continuing on, on Thursday, Italy was witness to yet another grim milestone in its fight against the deadly disease by overtaking China to become the country with the highest number of deaths. On Friday, the government banned the last types of outdoor exercise. Italians were able to participate in under the lockdown measures by deciding that running bicycle rides were no longer permitted. In addition, the Italian, the Italian military has also been dispatched to Milan to ensure that citizens follow the new lockdown measures. The Italian Interior Ministry reported that more than 223,633 people were inspected by the Italian police nationwide on Friday, with 9,888 people reportedly uh, reported for breaking the lockdown measures in, 260 for the false declarations about why they were outside. Again, guys, do your part. Stay inside. Italy made the mistake of... Italians made the mistake of not listening to that. Uh, the government acted very slowly to the situation, and they're reaping the cost of it. Uh, keep your prayers for them, those guys. It's going to be a long, long time before... Uh, coronavirus is dealt with. And according to this poll, uh, which comes from Politico.com, uh, majority of Americans now approve of Trump's coronavirus management. It says here, a majority of Americans now approve of President Donald Trump's handling of the coronavirus pandemic, according to a new survey. As the administration has issued stricter federal guidelines in the recent days, and the president has adopted more public-facing role in combating in combating the disease. In ABC News slash iPost poll uh, released Friday reports that 55% of respondents approve of Trump's management of the public health crisis, while 43% disapprove. Well, the latest figures represent a boost in the president's rating for the previous iteration of the survey, published one week ago, which showed only 43% of approval for Trump at 54% disapproval. So this is good for Trump, um, at least his response to this. Of course, there were some things he could have done much better, and there were some things that he did very well. Again, I hate politicizing this, but just looking at this from the election standpoint, since we are in an election year, uh, this can make or break uh, his chances of re-election. This whole um, process of going through the coronavirus, his response is will determine the outcome of the next election. So if I were Trump, I would be doing everything I can to, to listen exactly to the doctor's orders, to what they're recommending, and do it step-by-step, word-for-word, if he wants a chance of being reelected. All right, and continuing, uh, the, the world count for coronavirus cases is 304,622, Deaths, 13,000. Recovered, 94,793. So the good thing is most people are recovering from this. As the media has been saying, as everybody's been saying, it it does not have an extremely high death rate. But it is still something we need to take very serious. 13,000 deaths is still a lot of deaths. And again, take it very seriously. In the United States, we have 23,940 Cases, 301 deaths, and 171 recovered. So, again, this is a, a very serious crisis, something that we're going to be dealing with for a while. Like, I, they canceled school for us. We're having to do online school. And it, it's just been crazy. And on a personal on a personal note, 
uh, if you guys have been listening, I I live in South Jordan, Utah, right? And I believe Wednesday was we had a 5.7 magnitude earthquake, knocks out power to a bunch of people. Luckily, it didn't knock out my power, which is the most important thing. So this comes from CNN, even though I probably know better than CNN since I was in the earthquake. A 5.7 magnitude earthquake shook the Salt Lake City area Wednesday morning, cutting power to tens of thousands and suspending work at Utah's public health lab amid the coronavirus pandemic, officials said. Flights to Salt Lake International Airport were diverted. Departures were postponed and concourses were evacuated so engineers can inspect the the facilities, the airport said. The quake was centered about 10 miles west of Salt Lake City near the city of Magnus starting at 7.09 a.m., the U.S. Geological Survey said. People in downtown Salt Lake City left buildings and gathered outside after the quake talking about the shaking. Uh, CNN, CNN affiliate K, KSL reported. It didn't feel like a small earthquake at all. I heard things in my kitchen following, Michael McClary said, who lives in an apartment uh, at the City Creek Landing developed in the capital. Uh, this is the state's most powerful earthquake since 1992 when a magnitude 9.5, I mean, not 9, no, that's a really strong earthquake, 5.9 uh, Tembler uh, struck the St. George area, Utah's Division of Emergency Management said. Uh, so ending that, ending this here on a personal note, uh, since I was in this, right? Uh, it was a very scary experience um, to go through. It happened completely randomly. And of course, since it's an earthquake, it happened without warning. I was, I was in my kitchen. I had to get ready. And I was about to go get me some coffee. And then there everything just started shaking really bad. It was kind of creepy. And I didn't notice it until like I was barely able to stand up. So I just yelled at my house at everybody that there's an earthquake going on. And what felt like, I don't even know how to describe it. It felt like so much longer than 20 seconds, uh, which is how long the earthquake lasted. But we, I got under a door frame. My mom woke my sister up and got her safely everywhere. Luckily, most houses weren't damaged. Uh, Pray for the people out in Magna who live in those mobile homes that were completely destroyed. And there's some uh, older brick buildings that were damaged, had a bunch of bricks fall. And it was a crazy experience, guys. So keep everybody in prayers, guys. Stay safe during the pandemic, guys. We will get through this. It's going to be a while. It's going to take a lot of sacrificing, but... uh, Let's just stay together as Americans. Do your part to ensure that this virus can slow down so the hospitals don't get overrun. And until next time, I'm Ethan Foster here with the Sons of Liberty podcast.